What it is, what it is, what it is, everybody. It is me, it is me, BDB, back in the mix with yet another episode of the Ultimate You podcast. My name, last time I checked, is still Brandon BDB Bender. And oh, ho, ho, what a treat. What a treat and what an episode I got for you today. If you are on a weight loss journey, never been on a weight loss journey, but kind of contemplating, tampering, going back and forth in your head on if you should be on a weight loss journey, then this is the episode. Or I should say this is a continuation of an episode of a series This is the one, this is one of the ones you want to listen to. But before we get into all that, but before we get into all that, as always, thank you for joining and thank you for listening to the Ultimate You Podcast. If it is your very first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if it is your second time and above, welcome back to the Ultimate You Podcast. Of course, always giving special props, giving special shout outs to those all around the world, those within the United States, those outside of the United States, places such as Switzerland, places such as Canada, Mexico, and uh, Argentina, Chile, all the other countries that I'm, I'm not thinking about. Thank you for rocking and riding with BDB on the Ultimate You podcast. And of course, showing love to those within the United States, those in Texas, those in California, IA, those all the way up in New York and all the other states in between. Thank you for rocking with BDB on the Ultimate You podcast. And if you feel that you are getting any form of value with this podcast, there are a couple of ways you can support. All right. You can support the podcast by sharing. Sharing is caring, right? We share we share movies and we share other types of information and we share clothes and we share rides with each, with each other when we're in cars and trucks and whatnot. But, you know, you might want to share this podcast. There may be others that you know of that are on a weight loss journey. And then this and the episode before this one, actually, I should say two episodes before this one, they'll definitely want to listen to that because I am doing a series about conquering your weight loss. Why? Because it's January and usually in January, nine times out of 10, or dare I say 9.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
And I made a, just a couple of minor tweaks to it. Not, not anything major, but a couple of minor tweaks. So let's go ahead and read it out loud and out proud. And I, and I want to say that I dare somebody. I dare somebody. If you don't have it in front of you right now, that's cool. But I dare somebody to go to their local Target. I dare somebody to go to their local Walmart. Or I dare somebody to go to their local office store or whatever it may be. And I want you to purchase some type of a, a blank spiral. I want you to purchase some type of a blank journal. And, and, and I want you to dedicate that to your fitness journey. I want you to dedicate that to your, your well-being journey, whatever you want to call it. But it's going to be a, a journey that's a, that, that is specifically designed for your, your fitness and health and wellness journey. And in it, I want you to write what I'm about to say. Now, you're going to have to rewind it. You're going to have to go back a few times and kind of listen to all of it if you want to write it word for word. Because I truly believe this pledge, I truly believe that this oath is going to bless your socks off. All right, so here we go. Say it loud and put, put some meat and some steak and some sizzle behind it. If you're a vegetarian or if you're a vegan, then put some vegan protein in it. All right, let's get it. In spite of the nervousness and hesitation I may feel, I choose to step forward in faith and take ultimate charge of my health and fitness journey. In ongoing fashion, I will sit in a quiet environment and strategize my workout schedule, even in spite of the ever-revolving complexities and occurrences of life. Since I am bound to you and you are bound to me, I promise to take care of thee. Remember that sentence right there. I'm talking about the relationship between you and your physical body. The relationship between you and your physical body. The relationship between you and your physical body. On behalf of Proverbs 7.4, I will make wisdom my sister and I will make insight my intimate friend. I am ready to make any necessary sacrifice to be the ultimate athlete I was created to be. Mistakes will happen. Setbacks may occur. But I will still give myself more than plenty of room to learn, redirect, and grow. See what I did there? I added the word redirect. I didn't add that in there last time, right? A little bit of remix that I was talking about. Excuses are forever banned from these lips. I'm ready to go. Or I should say, I'm ready to catch the green light. Let's go. All right, so that is a pledge, an oath. Just some statements that I included in there that I believe that a lot of us struggle with from from time to time or at one point or another. We struggle with sitting down and, and putting a schedule together of when we should go steward our bodies. OK, I, I, I said in the last conquering your weight loss episode, I, I talked about how. You have to know the psychology of your schedule, that's one of the five principles that I that I put together in that episode. Okay? You got to understand the psychology of your schedule. All right? So generally speaking, example, again, if you're if you're a parent and you have one child or more than one child, your schedule is going to be a little different perhaps, all right? Because you have another human being to care for. All right? Or if you're a single person, you don't have any children, all right? Then you know, perhaps it's a little bit easier for you to uh have time to do something like that. And again, I say perhaps because everybody's got different obligations. Everybody's got different life schedules from on a day to day basis. 
right? So you got to understand the psychology of your schedule. And I talked about, again, a general example, if you're a parent and you have multiple children, okay, and you, you may need to think about waking up before your children wake up and getting the workout in then, right? And here's an even more specific example. You may, you may need to get in some type of a CrossFit style workout, right? And it could be just straight from your own home. Why? Because what is the purpose of CrossFit? In essence, CrossFit, you know, their workouts, they usually don't last long. They're usually 15 minutes, 20 minutes, sometimes maybe even less than that, maybe even 12 minutes. I've done CrossFit workouts before and they can be brutal. And it's literally nonstop, literally nonstop for the entire time. You're just doing multiple rounds of about three, four, maybe five different exercises. Now, of course, that's going to depend on your level of fitness. Obviously, sometimes some people need to step aside and take a breather. They need to take a break. They need to drink a water, whatever it may be. Right. But typically, like when I did CrossFit workouts, I went all the way through. <laughs> no stops, no rest, no breaks, nothing. You go all the way through. You know, my rest breaks was breathing in between. Right. That, that was my rest or walking from one exercise to the other. Right. So saying all that to say, that's just a specific example. Right. You, well, you only got 15 minutes. OK, make that 15 minutes work before your kids wake up or you maybe you got to wait till all your kids are down and out for the count. Maybe you wait till after they down for the count, go to sleep and you get your workout in there. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 12 minutes, shoot, even 10 minutes. You'd be surprised what you can get done in 10 minutes. Right. So it's just just trying to help put some uh, practical strategies out there to help some of you parents think about when you could get it in because there there are ways to do it you just gotta you just gotta have that grit and that drive as i talked about as well that was one of the principles i talked about as well you gotta have that drive to make it happen right um or maybe you have a very demanding work schedule whether if you're married or single Right. You think about truck drivers, truck drivers. Maybe you drive locally within your state or maybe you drive outside of your state. Right. And you may be gone for multiple days at a time or perhaps maybe a week or a week and a half at a time. However long or short your schedule is being a truck driver. Right. So, you know, uh, you know that perhaps it's maybe challenging for truck drivers. Right. Maybe uh, at maybe when they do rest stops. Man, they have to get extra creative and not just truck drivers, but people that have demanding schedules such as truck drivers. Maybe you have to be extra creative with it. Maybe during one of your rest stops, maybe you just go out, you know, you while your truck is parked. I've never been a truck driver, so I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Maybe while your truck is parked, maybe you just find an open area. You just you get some push ups in. You get some type of home video workout in. Right. You get some equipment with you. You know, you got to make it do what it do. You got to make it does what it does. Right. That's the 2022 version. You know, they say do what it do. You got to make it does what it does. Make it does what it does. Cause. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 perhaps the more challenging your schedule is. You got to bring the equipment to you. You got to bring the fight to you, so to speak. You got to bring the workout environment to you. Again, that's why I said you got to understand the psychology of your schedule. And let me make sure I'm clear. I don't claim to be like this big time expert of everybody's type of schedule. Right. Uh, but again, I'm just here to put a little splash here, put a little sprinkle there, put a little idea in your head, little seed here, big seed there. Just trying to get your juices flowing. 
Right. So that's why I included in that oath, in that pledge to be in quiet mode, to sit in a quiet environment. Multiple times, it's not going to be just one time, it's going to be, you know, once a day or at least a few times a week, how, you know, how many ever times it takes in order to iron out your schedule to make the, those things happen. All right. So I'm going to go over two more. <clears throat> I'm just going to kind of repurpose and re-talk about two more of the uh, principles of the weight loss that I talked about last time. And then I'm going to get into more about compound lifts. I'm going to get more into compound lifts because we're going to get specific and we're going to talk about deadlifts today. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. We're going to talk about deadlifts today. All right. But before I get into that, like I said, let's go ahead and talk about process. OK, I talked about the process, like loving the process. You got to be a person that loves the process. And I've also mentioned that one reason, one reason, maybe not the only reason. Perhaps there could be more reasons, depending on who I'm talking to. A lot of you out there around the world, when you when you reach your goal number in terms of <clears throat> uh, weight loss, and it may not be your ultimate weight goal number or weight loss number. It could be a number along the way. Either way, I, I want you to be excited when you hit those numbers. However, I don't want you to worship and glorify the number as if it's just like the number one real deal Holyfield. OK, because it, it's, it's not just about the number. That's 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 a I would say that's about half of the equation. OK. And the other half of the equation is, again, the actual working out part. That's why I felt led and felt compelled to come out with this weight loss series, because, you know, we still have people that man or woman walk around thinking that, you know, like we, we a lot of us have this cardio based approach. When we think about weight loss, not everybody, but maybe a lot of us do. We still think we still think more cardio, more treadmill, more stair master, more um, uh, uh, stair stepper. That's what I was going to say. Stair stepper, stair master, uh, treadmill, we think or, or some type of stationary bike. We think those things are going to fully and thoroughly get the job done. Or, or I would say we, we think that those things are a majority component of getting the job done. And I'm here to tell you, not so much. They can contribute, yes, but they're not the majority, okay? And we know that nutrition is also another aspect as well, all right? And again, that's gonna come later on in this series. But now we're talking about compound lifts. We're talking about, this episode was more specifically about deadlifts, okay? And then once we're done talking about deadlifts, then we're gonna get into squats. So just keeping that in mind, letting you, I'm letting you know what's in store ahead in this series. So, all right. So, but back to process. Yeah. You gotta be, you, you gotta know the process. Okay. You gotta, this is part two in regards to the process. You gotta know what the process is in, in its entirety, not just the process of working out, but you gotta know the one, two, three, four, five steps, if you will, of what that process looks like. And then just repeating the process over and over again. So, again, it's not just about the number. Praise the Lord that you reached your number or that you're close to reaching a number. But once you hit the number, a lot of us still got that mindset of, all right, we're going to, you know, I mean, we'll celebrate. Yes, please do celebrate. But we celebrate as if like, all right, like that's it. I made it. I made the number like that, you know, but we don't understand that the the actual physicality part is just as important or perhaps even more important. Actually, it is more important. And that's what I'm here to talk about today. It is about being process oriented, 
process oriented, process oriented, because guess what? When you reach the goal, when you reach the goal, when you reach the goal, guess what's going to happen? You're going to keep living. You're going to keep grinding. You're going to keep working. And guess what? At some point, another goal is going to have to be manifested. Another goal is going to have to be had. So guess what? The process is still going to continue. When when the NFL, when the, when the team wins the Super Bowl, guess what? They're going to wake up the next day and they're going to start all over again. I'm sure they might celebrate, but at some point, they got to start all the way over again. Start with the preseason. Get into the season. Go on, make the playoffs if they can, and then go on, get to the Super Bowl if they can to try to win another one. Same concept for the NBA, right? When you win that NBA championship, that NBA finals championship, guess what? You're going to celebrate. You might celebrate the next week or two or next few days. But guess what? At some point, they got to start all the way over again. Back to practice. Back to practice. Back to practice. Back to practice. Uh, back to practice. Easy for me to say. Back to practice. Because guess what? There's prosperity in the practice. You need to get that in your spirit. I want you to get that in your spirit. If you want to be a person that's going to enjoy the process, you got to understand that there is prosperity in the practice. If you get nothing else from this episode, and I want you to get as much as you can, but if for whatever reason, if you don't get anything else out of this episode, out of this series, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that BDB wants you to get is that there is prosperity in the practice. And the problem is a lot of us are thinking that the prosperity is in the goal. And yes, there is prosperity in the goal, but I'm here to tell you there is more prosperity. The most prosperity is in the practice. The most prosperity is in the practice when nobody sees you practicing, but nobody but the good Lord up above and within you, if he's within you and that nobody but the Lord sees you practicing and you see yourself practicing. That's where the prosperity is at. The prosperity is in the practice. And once you get that in your spirit and once you're able to apply that, you will know every single day that you love the process. You will become more and more of a process oriented type of person. You're going to be more of a process oriented type of dude. You're going to be more of a process oriented type of gal. And you're going to be more in love with the process more so than the results. Because guess what? You can practice however long you want to practice. Can't nobody tell you how long you can practice. You can practice as long as you want to be. Or as long as you want to practice. Can't nobody control your practice but you. So that's why when you approach it with that mindset, your results are going to show up. That Your results have no, have no choice but to show up. Your results have no choice but to show up. I didn't say, catch what I'm saying. I didn't say that your results are going to show up on the first go around, right? You might, you might fail. You might fail twice. You might fail once. You might fail eight times before you get to that goal. I didn't say you'll never fail. You might fail. Matter of fact, it might be beneficial for you to fail at some point. So that way you can learn from it and then redirect. And then continue to work towards that goal, whatever that is. So remember that there is prosperity in the practice. Yes, I'm saying it over and over again because repetition, repetition is the key. Respect the art of repetition. Respect the art of repetition. Respect the art of repetition. All right. So y'all got that. 
All right. So even through it all, you got it. You got to drive through it all. This is the last uh, point I'm going to hit on. I talked about drive when it comes to the principles of weight loss that I talked about. Again, uh, four out of the five principles in that episode were more so intangibly driven. OK. And the last one was compound lifts. All right. So drive through it all. Now, last or that last episode, I didn't say drive through it all. I just said drive. But remember, I said if, 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 there was some remix. Was, I, I, I made a little tweaks. I made a couple tweaks and in, in, in adjustments, not only in the oath that we just read together, but also in talking about those two principles, the process and the drive. So why do I say drive through it all? Drive through it all because. What did I talk about in that oath and that pledge? Guys, gals, there's going to be complexities of life that happen all the time, either all the time or frequently or in, in some way, shape or fashion, no matter how sporadically or how often or how unoften. Yeah, it may not be a word that they occur. But at some point, complexities are going to happen. And that's why you as a person, you got to drive through it all. You got to drive through it all. You got to choose to drive through it all. Like I said, it, no matter what difficulties that you are facing at this moment, you got to choose to drive through it all. And, that, and, that, and a little bit of that ties back into the very first principle I said in the uh, conquering your weight loss. I said it's a personal decision, a personal decision, personal conviction. You got to you got to you got to you got to apply that personal decision. You got to apply that personal conviction. To that in spite of the mess that you may be in right now, you got to drive through it all. That's why I say your drive, you can't buy that anywhere. You can talk about it all day. You can talk about grinding. You can put it up on social media. You can you can put up a quote on social media that was stated by somebody, by a public figure, a public, uh, you know, or I should say a professional athlete. You can do it. You can do that all day. But what is your drive like? What is your grind like? So that's why all the time I'm me, BDB, I'm trying to I'm trying to up my grind. I, I you know, sometimes I think I don't think my grind is where it could at the most of where it could be at. So I'm trying to I'm trying to up my grind every single day. I'm trying to get better every single day. I'm trying to be the absolute best that I can be every single day. I'm trying to understand at higher and deeper levels. There is prosperity in the practice. I'm trying to up my grind every single day. So when you can approach it with this mindset, you got to drive through it all, drive through it all. You just lost your job. Drive through it all. Take care of yourself. You just got a divorce. You just lost your marriage. Drive through it all. You just lost a loved one, lost a you know, family member, whatever may have you drive through it all. Drive, drive through it all as heavy and as deep as it is. This is a very heavy time for a lot of people, whether, you know, even in uh, not even with any of the stuff that I just mentioned, people are, are are in a heavy time just with all this stuff going on, you know, with the virus and all that kind of stuff. I literally have an episode called Rebuke the Boo Boo 2.0. Right. Because when they jack the name from a popular airlines. Right. Yes. Yes. That's what I said. Now we got this. Recently new one called the Omicrap. OK, that's what I call it. You got the Omicrap going around and understand when I kind of say these little different names, I'm not trying to make fun of it, not trying to make light of the situation. But what I am trying to do is to provide. I'm trying to shed light on, on, on any situation and I'm trying to provide encouragement and trying to provide laughter in the situation, because even in spite of everything and anything going on, 
we deserve to laugh. Okay, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to smile. It's okay to smile and drive through it all. Okay, it, it is okay. It is okay to still live life to the fullest, to the absolute best of your ability day by day and then some. Okay, we, we can't let we can't allow these obstacles, barriers, circumstances, however you want to look at them. Can't let those things weigh us down. So you got to drive through it all and take care of yourself. All right. So without further ado, all right, we're going to go ahead and transition into deadlifts. All right. So in regards to deadlifts, you know, I know now I'm going to say this for EEP purposes. Or actually, I should say EEP. <laughs> what is EEP? I'm going to say that for educational and entertainment purposes, because when it comes to deadlifts, I, again, I'm going to speak to the ladies. Now, I don't know, maybe some guys, too, but more so I'm talking to the ladies. I know some ladies might be thinking, oh, my gosh, like, are you trying to say I have to lift 300 pounds, 400 pounds? Like when I hear deadlifts, like I don't want to do that. Oh, my gosh, that sounds so heavy. I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I am not here to say that you should lift heavy weights. Now, even though there may be times I may talk about it, it depends on the context of how and why I'm talking about it. But again, as I've said, one reason that has spurred me to create this series is because. As you know, when you have looked for a search for any type of fitness program, whether it be online or or some flyer, whatever it may be, you know, usually there comes, you know, perhaps a consultation and or just, you know, some type of zero down fee or some type of discount to, to, to join or whatever. You know, it always starts with, you know, some type of program. Right. Which which is fine. You know, or, you know, you're talking to the person first to kind of fill them out, ask them what their goals are, all the good stuff. That's that's fine. And then, of course, at some point they get into some form of program. And, and like I said, all that stuff is good. But even as I was thinking about this, it was just today that I was thinking about this and maybe even a few days before that. I was thinking about people just have trouble getting started. People just have trouble getting started. And there are a lot of people around the world that can't afford it, like legitimately, truly can't afford it. And then there are those that say they can't afford it. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to, y'all ain't going to look at me. I know it's audio format. Y'all ain't going to look at me. I'm going to run that back because I want somebody to catch this. There are those of us that legitimately and truly can't afford some type of fitness program. Okay. That may be, uh, I would say, hmm, uh, semi-expensively costed. Okay, I just rent, put those words together, whatever. You know what I'm saying. That may be semi-expensive. And then you have those that say they can't afford it. Okay? Those that say they can't afford it, right? But we putting those dollars towards other things. All right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to dig deep into your pockets today with details, but you catch what I'm saying. All right? So I wanted to be a person that in audio podcast format to just really spur and challenge people to just get started or to get restarted. If you did it and then you fell off for a while or you, you got, you got uh, pushed off the wagon for whatever, for whatever reason, or you jumped off the wagon, whatever the reason may be. I just want to help people understand the revelation and the significance 
of what it means to truly take care of yourself and to steward your body. Because a lot of us at one point or another, we've said that we've said that we've said, yes, you know, we're called to steward our bodies, this, that and the other. But let me ask you, do you really know what that looks like? Do you really know the the cost of what that looks like? Have you counted the cost of what that looks like? Do you know what it smells like? Do you understand what you have to sacrifice in order to steward your body? Now, my approach towards this podcast and this series is not the only blueprint in the world. It is a blueprint. It is a blueprint that I truly believe that has been revealed to me. And I want to do that through this series. So this Conquering Your Weight Loss series is an example. I'm saying these things so we can be directly clear. We can be clearer than any woman named Crystal. Why did I say that? Why crystal clear? We're, we're being extra crystal clear there so there'd be no confusion, no, uh, no disassociation or nothing like that. OK, we, we, we understand one another. We're on the exact same page, same paragraph, same word, same letter. All right. So that's the purpose of this series. All right. So. All right. So this is what it looks like. Without further ado, let's go ahead and let's get them deadlifts in. Let's get it. All right. So as we get into deadlifts, remember, remember, for those of you out there that this applies to, for those of you who have more of a cardio based mindset and thinking that that is going to be one of the primary ways of weight loss. This is the part that I really want you to pay attention to. Again, as I mentioned, cardio can be a component. It can contribute to your weight loss, but it should not be the number one family feud answer. All right. It should not be the head honcho. Okay. An exercise like a deadlift should be one of the head honchos of contributing to your weight loss. Something like a squat should be one of the head honchos of contributing to your weight loss. All right. So I want you to listen very closely and hear me clearly and listen very carefully to this and the rest of the series in regards to your weight loss so that way you can do so effectively all right so deadlift well what the heck is a deadlift okay well well one reason they call it a deadlift is because i mean literally you are you are picking up dead momentum and that's kind of a oxymoron if you will Uh, i mean you're literally picking up dead i should say dead weight with no momentum You're picking up dead weight with no momentum. So excuse the statement about oxymoron. Forget that. You are picking up dead weight that has zero momentum. And your objective is to stand up straight with, you know, with your chest out, shoulders back. And there you go. Now, of course, that is a, you know, sort of a generic explanation. But, uh, you know, deadlifting is something that is functional. Okay, it is something that is it is a structural exercise. But a gym definition, if you will, is when you have a member high mentioned that a usually a barbell in your average gym on on an average day, it's going to be 45 pounds. OK, so let's say you have a 45 pound bar and you have uh, it's loaded with barbells on the side or I should say loaded with barbell. They look like big wheels. OK, so you load them onto the your uh, to the bar. All right. And so obviously you notice that the bar is going to be, you know, a few inches 
above the ground. All right. So as you approach your loaded barbell. All right. So that's going to be your dead weight. OK, your objective is to pick it up and obviously have correct form to have correct form. Now, let me be transparent and say I'm still tinkering with the idea if I want to, you know, do instructional as far as deadlift over the audio style podcast. You know, what? yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. I probably won't do it in this episode. This episode is going to be more about the health benefits of deadlift. And then the next episode is going to be about the actual performance part of deadlifting. OK, so and speaking of, you know, deadlifting is something that it, it, it takes a while for you to master. OK, it's not something you can master in a few days, a couple days, a couple weeks. It takes time, it takes months, I don't know, maybe even years, depending on type of person you are and the the, uh, the effort and level of dedication that you put into it okay so as i'm saying you take the loaded barbell and you approach it and typically you want to have you know, there's different types of grips you can have but conventionally speaking a lot of people do what's called an alternated grip so that means you have one under grip and then your other arm or your other hand is an over grip okay so for example me i'm right-handed OK, so my right hand is going to be in a supinated position. Supinated is just a fancy word for meaning when my right hand is gripping underneath the bar. That means that my palms are facing up. OK, and then I grip the bar in that manner. And then my left hand, my left arm, my, my left hand is going to be gripping over the bar. That's a pronated position. OK, that's a pronated position. So. I'm going to approach the bar as such, and then um, I'm going to make sure that, you know, my, my near my ankle area, kind of near my shin area is going to be close to the bar. All right. And then my, the way my body is going to be positioned again, I'm giving you a cliff notes version of uh, the, the form. OK, I'll break down the, the actual instructional part on a different episode, but my body is going to be bent essentially from my from my hips down to my feet it's essentially it's essentially going to be at a 90 degree angle okay my back is going to be slanted okay pretty much like a like a slope if you will like i'm like i'm skiing slopes in colorado okay so essentially my back is going to be arched okay and then i want to lift my chest up towards the ceiling and then pull the shoulder blades back together all right and i want to tilt my butt backward and upward so that so that the top of the butt goes toward the lower back all right so and then once i'm in position to do those things once i do that then i of course i lift up the bar stand straight up bringing the bar to uh, hip levels or near hip levels okay and then as i well as i lift it up once i am in the uh in the or at my maximum position if you will i'm going to squeeze my glutes all right and then my shoulders are going to be back and then I'm going to place the bar back down, pretty much reverse the steps that I just mentioned. OK, I don't just put the bar down and drop it. No, I'm going to bend as I did before. I'm going to bend in the position that I started in before, meaning my when I put the bar down or as I descend, as I go in an eccentric um, uh, position, my hips and my uh, I'm sorry, my hips and my feet are going to be back at a 90 degree position okay so that is the complete lift of the deadlift all right so <clears throat> that's just a little quick rundown of what it's like from start to finish so 
like I said, the, the deadlift is something that it takes time to master. It takes time to master. All right. Just like the squat. When we get into the squats, the squat is something that it takes time to master. You're not going to master something like that in, you know, two days, two weeks, probably not even 30 days. Or, or, or like I said, it just depends on your level of dedication and your level of commitment and focus and intensity towards it. All right. So let's get into the the health benefits of deadlift. All right. So as I've mentioned before, I know some people might out there might be thinking, oh, my, my, am I going to build too much muscle with doing something like deadlifts? Am I going to have all this weird veins popping out of my skin, bodybuilding type of muscle? No, no, no. The thing with deadlifts is you don't have to start with a gym type of barbell. You know, you know, like I said, I know everybody doesn't have a gym membership. You know, you can start with some form of a stick like a broom or just some type of stick that's long like a broom. Right. And when I say stick, I don't mean stick from a, <clears throat> I don't mean stick from a tree. All right. I mean, when I say stick, I should be more accurate. But in terms of like something that, that's built like a broom. OK, uh, something that's like a broom, except without the bristles at the end and all that kind of stuff. You can practice with something like that in terms of just getting your form down. So if you have never done any kind of deadlift before, I want to caution you. I want to say to you, it would be best that you start with some type of stick, some long type of stick, some like a broom or something like that. And just do like three sets of 10, three sets of 12 to 15, something like that. OK, I know I haven't talked about form and anything yet, but I'm just giving you um uh, you know, reps and sets right off the back. So you can remember that for a future reference. All right. <clears throat> so the health benefits, biggest one, right? One of the biggest ones right off the bat, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, if you dedicate yourself to learning the art of the deadlift and doing it correctly and doing it consistently and adding weight and you know, doing what you're supposed to do, it can contribute to fat loss. Yes. When done correctly, Deadlifts can contribute to fat loss. Remember that I said about, you know, compound lifting it is very ideal for fat loss. Deadlifts are very good for helping improve your functional movement. You got to think about back in the days in the early 1900s and, you know, when or even later than that, you know, when people would go out hunting and, you know, what do they got to do when you hunt? For those of you that may hunt, you know, you got to squat. You know, I'm sure you got to squat at some point. You got to get low. You got to hide behind something so that way you're. Your, your prey or your target so they don't, they don't see you, right? Or even just if you're at home, if you're a parent or if you're not a parent, you're at home, you're just, you're bending down, you're picking up clothes, you're picking up your laundry basket, you're picking up a piece of heavy equipment. Perhaps you, let's say you got a new computer. Let's say you got a new computer and you're going upstairs and putting it in your office, you're in, in your room upstairs, right? You got to bend down, like the computer is on the ground, you got to bend down in some type of way to pick the computer up. Right. And and what is the format that you pick the computer up? You usually you should do it in deadlift fashion. If you're taking notes, which you should be, which you should be, you should be taking notes. I didn't say that. And at the beginning of this part of the episode, but you need to be taking notes. So when you are picking up something that is, you know, a, a decent to a significant amount of weight, you need to pick it up in deadlift fashion. And when I say deadlift fashion, I'm talking about the rundown explanation that I gave before rundown or the uh, the the, um, the cliff notes version that I mentioned before about how to do the deadlift. And then I will also follow it up with a 
actual well, step-by-step instructional of how to do the deadlift. Go, go by that and go by that as well. Okay. One thing you don't want to do, do not bend straight down, like, you know, arching your back, trying to pick up something heavy. That is an easy way over time to progressively throw out your back and, or just to injure your back. You do not want to do that. It's not a good look. Okay. So remember that you want to squat down when you're picking up something of, of a heavy weight or a lot of resistance, squat down, like, you know, bend, bend, you know, drop your butt, drop your hips, bend down and pick up said object. All right. Okay. Just want to make sure I got that out the way. So like I said, deadlifts, very ideal for fat loss. So for those of you that are on some form of a weight loss journey, you definitely want to include deadlifts in your arsenal. Helps improve with functional movement. What did I say? From day to day, every single day, it's all about being functional. I don't care what your occupation is, especially for those of you that have some form of demanding position at work, like you like hard labor, right? You definitely want to protect that back, okay? Deadlifts is something that helps keep your heart rate up, okay? Uh, you know, when I talked about compound lifts, they keep help keep your heart rate up, you know, in terms of uh, when it comes to heart rate, that's going to be compound lifts are better than isolation exercises in terms of keeping your heart rate up, okay? Um, because deadlifts, again, it's one of those muscles. It's using large groups of muscles working together in synergy, that's a lot of it's a lot of muscles working together in synergy, whether if it's primary muscles or secondary muscles. When you are doing your deadlifts, it is working out your posterior chain of your body. When you hear me say posterior chain, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about your glutes. I'm talking about your hamstrings. Right. Right. And then also <clears throat> also when, when the form is done correctly, it works out your back or your upper back muscles, your lower back muscles. It helps improve your core. It helps work your trapezius muscles. Right. So it's essentially a full body exercise. OK, that's why form is very important and is essentially a full body exercise. All right. So when you are consistently doing a deadlift, it helps to improve your fitness level. And when I said fat loss, let's also say this. So that way others of you can hear these words in case you need to hear these words. When you are performing deadlifts and, pro- and doing progressive loading, when you are adding weight, you burn more calories. You burn more calories during the same period. That's right. You're, you're burning more calories and you're contributing to that fat loss. Right. So that is something you definitely want to do in your workout routine. This is why I'm saying to those of you who still have that mindset of, oh, let me be on the treadmill for one hour. Oh, I got to be on the treadmill for two hours. I got to be on the treadmill. You know, no, that's, that's not it. That's not it. Quick side note, if you want to effectively burn more calories or uh, have higher levels of fat loss and use a treadmill, then I would suggest you incline the treadmill and, you know, tamper with, experiment with what speed and what gradient you should do. When I say speed, obviously I'm talking about the speed of how the treadmill is going. When you hear me say gradient, I'm talking about the, like the incline, what, what, what height that the, in, uh, that the treadmill should be inclined at. You know, so the higher it is, the more challenging it's going to be for you. You're basically walking or running uphill. You'll sweat sooner, you'll burn more calories, and you'll thank yourself later if you must use a treadmill. Okay, but when you do 
something like a deadlift, it helps you to be more effective in terms of time management. Okay. Um, you know, like that, that's why I said before, in the first part of conquering your weight loss, compound lifts, one benefit of compound lifts is time management. When you are performing exercises that are, uh, include compound lifts, you, you're, you're being more effective with your fat loss. You're being more effective with your weight loss. Okay. So yeah, so you're being, you're being very efficient with your time. Okay. And also when you are performing deadlifts, it helps with your abdominal muscles, helps with your core muscles. One thing that you got to keep in mind, it helps, or I should say it works to protect your spine during the flexion, extension and rotation movements. Okay. So definitely those are things that are very important when you are improving in your deadlifts. Watch how you do in your accessory work, in your core work, your core strengthening exercises. Watch how your performance increases. But again, that's something that you got to put in the work. You got to You got to You got to do that over time in order to see the results, in order to feel the results as well. OK, so let's talk about some more benefits of deadlifting uh, in, in terms of improving your health. One thing is it improves your posture. OK, so remember when I ta- when I briefly talked about when you are bringing the dead weight up. Remember, so you got to bring your bring your shoulders back. And when I say bring your shoulders back, you know, it's not you don't need to put like 100 percent force. You're just bringing them back, literally like horizontally bringing them back. You're not shrugging them up. You're bringing them back. And then, of course, you're setting the bar back down, setting the weight back down. But when you are doing that, when you when you are standing up all the way straight, you are you are contributing to enhancing and improving your posture. How many times do we walk around all day with our our shoulders more inward, more rounded out? All right. Or when we're sitting down, you know, I mean, we're all guilty of this. You know, I mean, we're all guilty of it, myself included. When we're sitting on the couch or sitting in our chairs at work, especially, especially, especially for those of you that work from home. How many of us are we're sitting with bad posture? We're sitting with our our hips are more towards the front of the chair or we may be slouched in the chair or slouched on the couch or we may be, um, you know, hunched over or bent over in a position that we shouldn't be in. Right. So I would say if you are sitting at home and working from home, you need to have some form of lumbar support for your back. OK, you need to have some lumbar support for your back. OK, as you know, I've said this before as a physical therapy technician, I can safely say and this is just me spitballing. I could probably say it's true. I can tell you that 80 percent of people or of patients is a back injury on the job. And let's even go further than that. Let's go further than that. Not just your back in general, it's the lower back. It's that lower back that gets everybody. It's that lower back that gets people. Okay. now sometimes it'll be mid back or upper back. But from what I've seen, a lot of times it's that lower back and it could be from multiple reasons, but it could be uh, a couple of the reasons that it could be of what I talked about earlier when you're bending. And and think about it. This is something that's over time, over the course of many days, many months, many weeks, many years of bending down, you know, and you're rounding it. Or I should say you're just like you're just bending down and you're not squatting down. Okay, let me say it that way. You're bending down to pick up something. And then, you know, and even if it is something light or something heavy, you're bending down without squatting down to pick it up. 
And of course, again, it depends on what it is. Like if you're picking up some form of a big, heavy box, you definitely need to squat down and pick that up or right, pick it up. All right. So posture, 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 posture is always important. You know, throughout the day, I got to catch myself. If I feel myself slouching or getting out of posture, I got to get myself back into posture, whether if I'm sitting or whether if I'm uh, standing or walking or doing something, I, I got to make sure, you know, constantly multiple times throughout the day. I got to make sure that, you know, OK, be keep your posture up, keep your posture up. When you walk, walk with your your, your head up high. Walk with your head up high or your head straight ahead and your chest out, shoulders back. And when I say chest out, I don't mean like you walk with your chest flexed out like, yeah, yeah, I'm King Kong around here. Ain't nobody got nothing on me. Not necessarily that, but just casually with your chest out. Right. Your shoulders are casually back. OK, you're not like you're not clenching your shoulders and, and, then it, and then it stay clenched when you're walking. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying just you're still casual and relaxed. But your shoulders are back and your posture is kosher. All right. So. All right. So as I've mentioned, it increases core strength, increases your core stability. Right. So another thing with that, you got to think about your hips. All right. So deadlifts are good with improving your hip extensors. OK. When you are lifting up that dead weight, you got to be able to you want to be able to come up as fast as you can. And in order to do that, you're going to have to have some good hip work. OK, now there are other exercises that you should do in order to improve your hips. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about today. I want to stay in the zone with with deadlifts, but I just wanted to add that it, it helps with your hip extensors. OK, so when you are starting out doing deadlifts, you want to start with lightweight. OK, uh, either lightweight or just honestly start out with the bar. Just start out with the bar or start out with your stick, or whatever it is. Matter of fact, yes, start out with the stick or start with the bar and just focus on form. Just focus on form. Just focus on one thing at a time. You know, you know I'm gonna be like, you know what? This one time I'm going to I'm going to focus on I'm going to focus on getting my hips up. OK, like bringing my hips up. Not that you rush through the movement. But you want to make sure that you bring your hips up and bring the bar to your left to your hip level or near hip levels. OK, so you just you just want to keep practicing on form, practicing on um, letting those hips pull through. OK, and I talked about the back moments ago. It, when you do deadlifts, it helps to lower your back pain. OK, you want to think about your lumbar, your L1 through L5. That's the that's that is your uh, your highlighted part, if you will that you want to pay close attention to when you're performing the deadlift. I mean, mentally speaking, you want to pay attention to that. OK, you want to make sure you protect that at all costs. OK, so you don't want to make sure you don't want to mess up your <clears throat> you don't want to mess up your L1 through L5 or any any of the lumbars. You don't want to mess up any of those. OK, so you want to make sure you keep you keep track of that. OK, uh, yeah, lower back pain. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I want to talk about that. I mean, how many of us are in some form of back pain? Uh, you know, a part of the remedy is deadlifts and also squats as well. Squats is also another part of the remedy for uh, for a strong back, right? especially for a strong lower back. The more that you squat, the more that you deadlift, the better of a lower back you will have. The more that you squat, the more that you deadlift, the stronger of a lower back you'll have. Let's run that back one more again, one more time. The more that you squat, the more that you deadlift, the stronger of a lower back that you will 
have. Okay, so starting out, if you're starting out with deadlifts with no weight, I would say, you know, at least practice two to three times a week. Start out by practicing at least two to three times a week. I mean, you could do it every day if you want to in, ter- in terms of practicing with no weight. In terms of practicing with no weight, let me make sure I'm clear. Because when you get to that point and you, if you choose, yeah, let me make sure I say that. If you choose to get to that place, if you choose to get to that space where you are lifting heavy weights or heavier weights with deadlift, and I mean heavyweight, you only want to do it at the most twice a week. But really, once a week can even be enough. Okay, and I'm I'm saying once or twice a week, if you are lifting, if you're like me and you like to lift heavy weights one to two times a week as far as deadlifting is concerned. Now, and I, I say this, I, I say you, know, you can deadlift every day, but let me also add in it depends on the person. It depends on the tolerance of a person, you know, a person's, you know, I don't know the health of your back or the health of your lower back. So it's going to depend on that. Right. So you'll feel a little. You'll feel a little soreness in your lower back as you perform the deadlift. Okay, so maybe uh, maybe I'll just go back to saying maybe at least two to three times a week, and I would space the days out. Okay, starting out, all right, because I don't want anyone coming up back to me say, "Well, B, you said yeah, I could do it every day, and my lower back is killing me." Da 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 da. So you know, have a day of rest, put some ice on it for ten minutes afterwards, and you know, and just wait till next day or two to do it again. All right, okay, so. Uh, let's talk about boosting your metabolism. Okay, so obviously, as you know or may know, anytime you are wanting to increase in fat loss or increase in your weight loss, one major principle that you must remember, that you must always remember, is that the metabolism has got to be boosted. Got to have a, a faster metabolism. Okay, now <clears throat> I want to talk about a particular something that. Uh, that definitely helps with that. Okay, I want to talk about what's called epoch. All right, like B, what you what you sipping on? You sipping on some purple stuff over there? Nah, we ain't sipping on no purple over here. We sipping on nothing but truth juice. <laughs> I didn't say Tupac. I said epoch, not Tupac. I said epoch. So what the heck is epoch? Epoch is an acronym that stands for excess post exercise oxygen consumption. Okay, we're going to run that back. Okay, so it stands for excess post exercise oxygen consumption. Okay, and as I've said on this podcast, you know, I I focus a lot on trying to explain things and make them as simple as possible. And I'll just be very brief with what EPOC is. Okay, so EPOC is basically the measure of the elevation of metabolism after a training session or after you've worked out. All right, let's run that back. EPOC, which is excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. It is the measure of elevation, or I should say measure of the elevation of metabolism after you have worked out or after a training session. Okay. <clears throat> so let's, wh- what does that mean? Okay. So let's talk about an example of uh, EPOC. So something that you all may be familiar with is what's called high intense interval training. Okay. Essentially high intense interval training or I should, yeah, high intensity interval training is when you are performing short bursts of 
an exertion of energy and then you're having short rest periods in between and then performing that short burst of energy once again and so on and so forth. Okay, let me give an example. When I was in the personal training class, we did this one exercise. It was a lot of fun. It pretty much uh, bear with me if I miss any details, if I forget anything. The main thing is basically we split up the class. Half of us were on one side outside and the other half was on the other side outside. So what we would do is I think we were. Oh, yes. I think we had a tire. That's right. OK, I remember now we had a tire strapped to us. OK. And our objective was to run to the other side of, you know, where the other half of the students were at. And I think this the objective. I think we were being timed, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So we we had different weight. We, we had different weights of tires. I think I don't remember how exactly how much the weights of the tires were, but we had two, maybe three levels or three uh, levels of weights of tires. All right. So, um, like I said, we were str- like we had we wore this vest on our on our uh, upper body. And like I said, we were strapped to a tire. And the, uh, the objective is was to run as fast as we could to the other side. Now, that is an example of Epoch. Now, the reason why you want to fall in love with Epoch is because when you are doing something like Epoch, it is it it contributes not only to your fat loss, but what happens is you're burning calories. And not only that, calories even burn even after even after said exercise that you have just performed. Well, well, let me say exercise Uh, after said high intensity interval training exercise that you've just performed, because I don't want to just say exercise and then you think, oh, he means all exercises. OK, so, um, you know, the, the one key is you want to have intensity. OK, the reason that Epoch works is because it you have the key is intensity. That, that's one of the that's probably the most integral thing in order for Epoch to work. OK, and that's one of the most um the, the, the important things that will work when it comes to high intensity interval training. OK, so that's why you hear me say before that if you're going to be a person that is going to be serious about your weight loss, if you're going to be dedicated to it, if you're going to be a person that's dedicated to your fat loss, you have to have workouts that include intensity that where the, it, it, it literally compels you to exert physical energy and either picking up weight, pulling weight, pushing weight, whatever it may be, to where sweat literally is coming out of the pores of your body. Okay, again, I want to be as direct as possible because, uh, you know, I know a lot of you listening, you're at different levels of fitness. You cannot just think, although it's good and although it's great, you cannot just rely on walking or even power walking or power jogging or Uh, In terms of in your neighborhood or walking on a treadmill or power walking on a treadmill or running on a treadmill, you cannot only rely on those things in order to have effective fat loss. Okay, Uh, again, those things that I said just now, they're contributing or they're they are contributing factors. You know, the treadmill, the stairmaster, the stair stepper, all the good stuff. They, They can be contributing factors when applied appropriately in terms of weight loss or fat loss. But if you want to be more effective, if you want to be effective in terms of time management, in terms of doing some getting better results, getting greater results in less in a shorter amount of time, I should say, 
then doing something like deadlifts is something that generates epoch. Okay, it is something that will and for for show for show for show increase that metabolism, increase that fat loss. And like I said, even after you have worked, uh, after you have done an intense thirty minute session, or after an intense one hour workout session, epoch is something that is definitely for sure that what that will be generated. And let me throw in there, you know, everyone's body is different. Okay, and I'm generally speaking. Okay, I'm generally speaking. Okay, so the more intense that your exercises are, the more that you will generate what's called epoch. Okay. I another thing that deadlift improves is that your bone health. It helps improve your bone density. Right. So you've heard me say before on this podcast that when you are working out in general, you want to be able to. Uh, prevent something what's called osteoporosis. Okay. One thing about osteoporosis is, you know, you don't want to be a person that gets to the point to where your bones begin, uh, begin to decrease in, in value and you, to where your bones begin to deteriorate in terms of mass and density and all of that. You want to be able to keep those bones strong. Okay. And doing, doing something like a deadlift is something that definitely helps with that. It also helps, you know, also helps in, uh, improve the joints as well. Okay, so when you're doing the, you know, the the form uh, the format that I mentioned earlier, when you're doing the bending and the picking up and the bending and the picking up, you're like I said, you're improving your hip extensors. You're also improving uh, the the joints and the bones around your ankles as well. Okay, so that's why I say crazy, crazy multiple benefits of deadlifts, and I haven't even really hit them all, and I don't intend to hit them all. But I just want to hit on the points that I truly believe are extremely important or I could say that are of extreme significance. Okay, so performing something like a deadlift is very, very important. So you want to be able to do something like a squat to improve your bone health. You want to be able to do something like a deadlift that is going to improve your bone health over time. This is something that, again, you got to be process oriented. Got to be process oriented. It's not something you do for six months and you just stop doing. No, you 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 want to have deadlifts incorporated into your workout regularly for the rest of your life. You want, you know, for or for as long as you can do. them. You want to be able to have squats. And I keep uh, correlating squats with this because, you know, again, it's another king of the compound lifts. You want to be able to have squats regularly. In your workouts, not something you do just for your weight loss goal. It's not something you do just for your fat loss goal. It's something that you want to continue to incorporate in your workout regimen for the rest of your life and or for it has for however as long as you're able to as you're physically able to do so. Okay, so man, I think that might be enough for today. You know, like I said, I just wanted to run through just some health benefits of deadlifts. Because, you know, it's it's one of those things is that, like I said, we as people can struggle with order. We can struggle with, man, like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do, you know. And, and a lot of us have these misconceptions, these misconceptions of, you know, what, what muscle is or what muscle looks like. Again, I want to hound on this other profound point that I believe deadlifting is good for Again, I want you to think of the word functional, functional, functional. When you perform something like a squat, you become more functional. When you, bec- when you perform something like a deadlift, you become more functional. Like I said, when you're lifting up something like a couch, 
lifting up a heavy box, you'll be able to be more functional. Right. And when you have a strong, healthy back, and again, when I say strong, healthy back, it doesn't have to mean just, you know, like this big bodybuilder, muscular type of back. OK, it's, it's really just about having a sound mind, as I've always said before, a sound body. <clears throat> this is what having a sound body looks like. This is what physically stewarding a body looks like. OK, and I want to say this again with all due respect, like you know, for those of you, I mean, this is for everybody. But I mean, especially for those of you, if you've been in the church for any amount of time, this is one slice of the pie. This is one slice of the puzzle of what it looks like to physically steward your body. OK, again, this is just one small piece, one small slice. This is what it looks like. We, we you know, you have to be we have to be people that are proactive with our fitness journey. We have to be proactive with our health and wellness journey. All right. So, <clears throat> all right. So I think that's a pretty good amount today. I may even continue with more of this next time, but I think this is a good place to stop. And, <clears throat> you know, because I don't want to load y'all with too much because like I said, I thought about putting everything with deadlift in one spot, but I don't think you can do all that. So that's why I said, you know what, let me chop it up talk about the health benefits today and then perhaps, you know, go more into it next time and then talk about the actual performing part about it. You know, the the actual physicality, actually putting the work in behind it. And then we can be more detailed that way and then we can get the folks that way. So. All right. So if you got any value from this episode, all right, be sure to share with a friend, maybe someone, you know, I want you to share with two people, two people, if not at least one person, one to two people. That you know that are on a weight loss journey, you know, they're trying to get in better shape or, you know, maybe they just want to work on their deadlift. That That is definitely a way that you can help support the podcast just by sharing and getting the word out. Or if you want to support the podcast in a different way, you there is definitely if you click at the bottom of or I should say the link at the bottom and you can the, the one that says something about support, you can donate to the podcast at an amount of your choosing. All right. Definitely different ways to support. And then also, I, I think I'm going to mention this. I'm going to mention this because I'm, I'm trying to get smarter. I'm trying to get better <laughs> on these podcasts. I'm trying to get better. I think in the description, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start putting my social media contact information on there. Right. Because folks, uh, folks probably ain't writing it down if I say it on here. All right. So I will write down my social media contact in the description. And so that way uh, folks can get a con you can contact me if you have any questions. And then also final thing, if you have not heard the news, like I said, now the literal last episode before this was that I released a new book. That's right. My book is now live on Amazon and the name of the book is called Vision of an Athlete. Once again, it is called Vision of an Athlete. The subtitle is let the changes begin. Okay, if you have not picked up your copy of that book, I would uh, I would encourage you to pick up that copy today. It's right there on Amazon, live for you to pick up. And uh, what I do is I talk a little bit about you know a little bit of the the intangibles of the mindset you got to have in order to have a vision of an athlete. So if you want to know what the book is all about, click on the episode that says uh, my new book is live on Amazon. Click on that episode. It's about 20 minutes long. Just do just a brief preview 
a, a brief preview, if I can say that 10 times fast, a brief preview of what the book is about. And let me also say this. I, on that episode, I mentioned that I put a link in the description. So I tried that and it is not clickable. OK, so if you are looking for a link and you did not see it there, I apologize. I tried it out and it does not it is not clickable. I guess it would be copy and paste. So I might have to do that. I might have to put the link in the description of this episode and then make it uh, uh, make, you know, you just, you just copy and paste or you can just search for it. Just search vision of an athlete and you can type in my name, Brandon Bender, and it should pop up. Right. So. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. Stay locked in. Stay locked in with this series because we just getting started. We just getting going. We're going to really get it right and we're going to keep it tight here in January of 2022 and beyond because, look, we got to break some old mindsets. We got to get into some new mindsets and we got to get into some, you know, some physically speaking, we got to get into a, a better mindset. Right. So that way we can keep our bodies right or get our bodies right and keep them tight all night. I'm just trying to rhyme there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoy your great rest of the day. Keep it fresh. Keep it greasy. I will catch you guys on the next episode. And as always, remember, change and be changed. Thank you for tuning in.